The BBC presents Jet Morgan in Journey into Space. Second time, freighter number two, carrying a load of supplies transferred from the rest of the fleet, crashed some 400 miles from the polar base. When Jet, Mitch, Lemmy, and I arrived at the scene of the wreck, it was to find that an unidentified craft had got there before us and carried off the crew. Then Frank Rogers, who'd been inside the disabled ship when the strange craft visited her for the second time, said that a fleeting glimpse he'd had of the crew showed that they were human in shape. The ship then made off across the great Argier Desert with our land fleet in pursuit. Two days later, when the desert waste had been almost crossed, the motor of the tractor in which Mitch and I were traveling showed signs of trouble and we had to stop. A jet, eager to know what lay beyond the rise two miles in front of us, decided to continue at least that far. Hello, Lemmy. Can you see me? Of course I can. How could I miss you? Good. Then here I go. Now remember, just to the top and no further. The sun's already low in the sky. Look at the color of it. A deep orange. The sun. A deep orange. You said that once before. How could I until a few minutes ago? It was its normal color. A long time ago, I mean. Or was it so long ago? Nearly at the top. I've made it. Good heavens. What is it, Jet? What can you see, mate? Lemmy, the other side of this hill leads down to a valley. A great, wide valley. It stretches from west to east as far as the eye can see, and it's, it's full of plants like, like giant rhubarb. Rhubarb, yet. Any custard trees growing with them? This must be one of the canals. Then you better come on back here before a barge horse comes along and tramples you to death. It must be at least 15 miles wide, and... Yes, there it is. It's there, exactly as I saw it in my dream. What is? What was in your dream? The dream I had when Mitch and I got lost in the fog. When you dreamed about seeing a city, you mean? Yes, Lemmy, and it's here. What, the city? Yes, identical in every detail. Jet, are you sure you're not dreaming again? No, Lemmy, it's there, I tell you. Even to the plants growing on the rooftops of the houses. Then if there are houses, there must be people. Or were passes for people on this planet. Now, come on back, Jet, before anybody sees you. Oh, just a few more minutes, Lemmy. I must take in all I can. Look, mate, in a few more minutes, the sun will be setting. Now, are you coming back, Jet, or do I have to come out there and drag you in? All right, Lemmy, I'm coming. I should think so and all. Now, let's get back to Mitch and Doc, or we won't make it before dark. I tell you, Doc, I saw it, exactly as it was in my dream. And I knew I'd see it the moment I stepped outside and began to walk up that hill. Did you see any sign of life, Jet? No, Doc, only the curious red and blue plants. Uh, do you think that uh, city or whatever it is has any connection with the ship we've been following? Well, it certainly led us here, but it might have passed right over and gone beyond it. Oh, Jet, why didn't you ask Lemmy to call us up on the radio? We could have come up there and seen the canal, too. Uh, with your motor out of action? Well, we could have walked. It wouldn't have been more than three miles. You'd never have made it, Mitch. Not there and back by sunset. Now, how soon before your motor will be in full working order again, Mitch? Oh, a couple of hours, I should think. Fortunately, I can get at the trouble from inside, so I can keep working even though it's dark. She should be right in the morning. Good. Then as soon as it's light, we'll go as far as the rise and see what the chances are of bulldozing our way through that rhubarb forest and reaching that city.
And we'll stop at the summit and take a look round before we go on. Right. Stand by to stop the motor, Lenny. Yes, mate. Uh, any moment now. Yeah. Blimey. Is that it? Well, that valley must be must be all at twenty miles wide and, and at least a thousand feet deep. Can you see the city, Mitch? Oh, how could I miss it? It is like one of those old Indian pueblos. Yes. Just as you said. Except that it seems to be constructed like a great step pyramid. Only it doesn't rise to a sharp point. The top is flat, about half the area of the base. Yes, Doc. I should think the base, the platform of the whole thing rests on, is about a mile square and 50 feet high. The terrace wall's about 20 feet high. Yeah, if, if there is a way into that place, it must be through that bottom platform. But we can't see any opening because the rhubarb jungle gets in the way. And how tough do you think those plants are, Doc? If we drove the trucks at them, do you think we could plough our way through? Oh, I don't see why not, Jet. We could try anyway. Now, how about the soil? Is it firm, boggy, or, or what? Oh, plants are so thick I can't even see it. But I should think it'd be okay. Okay, Doc. Then we'll go down there. But take it easy, Jet, and go slowly. <laughs> of course, Doc. Now, let me. Yes, Jet. You drive. Maximum speed, five miles an hour. Yes, mate. Motor on. And here we go. All right, Mitch. Keep close behind us. Righto. Hello, land fleet. Space fleet calling. Oh, hello, Frank. Let me hear. Will you help me up to jet, please, Lemmy? Yes, mate. Hold on a minute. Uh, hello, Frank. Morgan speaking. Hello, Skipper. Number one is fully loaded, and I've got MacDonald and Hammond aboard. We're ready to make the descent. Very well, Frank. You can come on down as soon as you think fit. Uh, how is it with the fleet? All right, sir. When I leave, there'll be only two men left up here. We can't expect them to handle all the work. Well, they'll have to do the best they can. The photographing of the planet's surface must be carried out whenever possible. And constant radio watch on polar base and Earth control must be maintained. Well, they understand that, sir. Now, um, which ship are the two remaining crew manning? Number four, sir. The rest are empty. Uh, men, anyway. Uh, how many more trips can you safely make back into free orbit, Frank? Only one, sir. That's all we can spare the fuel for. That is, if we intend to take the rest of the fleet back with us to moon base. That's the intention. Yes, sir. Very well, Frank. You better come down and report as soon as you've landed. Oh, and listen. Yes, Skipper? We have now crossed the Argia Desert, and our position is 40 degrees, 14 minutes longitude, and minus 30 degrees, 27 minutes latitude. At present, we're about to cross a canal. What? Yes, Frank. It runs almost directly west to east, and it's full of peculiar plants, some six feet high. Then it is vegetation that colors the canal. Yes, Frank, and very luxuriant it is, too, but uh, that's not all. Oh? We're about to attempt to plow through it to investigate what appears to be a walled city situated in the middle. Are you sure it's not an odd-shaped natural rock formation or something, sir? Well, there's nothing natural about it, Frank, I can assure you. Now, you have our position. I want you to pass over it before you land. Have one of your crew observe it and another photograph it. Now, is that clear? It certainly is, Jet. Very well, Frank. Well, that's all for now. Thank you, sir. Hey, Jet. Yes, Lemmy? That rhubarb. We're nearly up to it. Hello, Mitch. Yes, yes. Slow down to two miles an hour. Okay. And you, Lemmy. Reducing speed. Four miles. Three. Two. Good. Now head straight for that jungle. Keep a steady course and plow through it if you can. Right. Nearly on it. Just a few yards now. Stand by. Here we go. Blimey. We didn't even feel it. They don't offer any resistance, Lemmy. The tractors are knocking them flat. Well, how about the ground? It's not marshy, is it? No, Lemmy, I don't think so. Hello, Mitch. Yeah, Jet. Yeah, it looks as though we get through. So I see. We'll keep going as far as the base of that pyramid and then halt. Right. And increase speed to five miles an hour maximum. Right, Jack. Uh, did you hear that, Lemmy? Yes, Jet. Well, at this rate, we should reach it in about two hours. And let's hope when we reach it, we don't regret it. How do you mean? 
I only hope that when we get there, we don't find something that makes us wish we hadn't come. sitting in the truck. You and Doc follow us around. Drive at a walking pace. Well, wouldn't it be better if you rode on the trucks? You can't go hacking your way through rhubarb all around that city. We don't have to, Lemmy. There's a path. Some three feet wide runs the whole length of the wall. Oh. All right, Lemmy, get going. I'll fall in behind you. Right. Motor on. And here we go. Thought has just occurred to me. Oh, what? I think we're wasting our time expecting to find a way in from down here. Why? Well, it stands to reason. Anybody approaching this city from the valley would have to fight their way through this jungle and there would be paths leading through it. But there ain't a sign of a path. They must fly in. Hey, Jet, look what I found on the ground. Good heavens. You sure it's not yours? Oh, mine's still attached to my belt. Jeff, what is it? What have you found? A safety line, Doc. Exactly the same pattern as we wear. What? Yeah, it's uncoiled, too. It must have been dropped by one of the crew of number two, either accidentally or as a sign to us. They must be here, then. Then why don't they show themselves? I don't know, Lemmy. Perhaps they can't. We've got to find our way into this place. This wall is pretty high, Jet, and solid. Well, there are three others to examine yet. Let's keep going. If there's no kind of opening to be found when we've walked right round the place, then we'll think up some way of scaling that wall. Uh, did you hear that, Lemmy? Doc? Yes, mate. Yeah, Jeff. Then recall that line. Mitchell, let's keep walking. Too right. Nobody in now at all. 
Whoever wore out those steps must have left there years ago, probably thousands of years ago. This is more like a, a well-preserved tomb than a place to live in. Come on, Doc. Yeah, come on, Lemmy. Jet and Mitch are already at the top. I'm coming as quick as I can. Blimey, what a view. You can see right across the valley and way back across part of the desert. You can even see the, the tracks of the caravans and the path we cut through the jungle. Oh, never mind the view, Lemmy. How about it, Jeff? Where do we go from here? It was at the base of this wall we found the line. If one of our men did drop it, it must have been from somewhere along there. Then that's the way we go. Right, come on. Well, if that line was dropped from up here, this is about where it would have fallen from. Hmm. And it doesn't tell us anything, Mitch. Let's keep going. All the way around, you mean? Yeah, why not? Maybe there's another flight of steps around the far side that will lead us up to the next level. Up to where we saw what looked like houses. What about our trucks? Are we going to leave them down here in that rhubarb jungle where nobody to look after them? Yeah, that's a point. Ah. Uh, maybe we haven't seen anybody, but that doesn't mean that there's nobody around. Exactly. Somebody better stay and keep an eye on them. Of course. Uh, the rest of us will continue the exploration. Sit. Uh, Lenny, you better stay. Yeah, that's what... Me? If anything happens, or if you see anything, call us up, and if necessary, we'll come back. Uh, you're going to walk right round the terrace, then? Yep. There must be a way up to the next one somewhere. We'll let you know if we find it. Well, must you all go? Couldn't one of you stay here with me? It won't take us more than an hour to walk right round, Lemmy. We won't be out of sight all that long. All right, Jet, if you say so. I'll start walking back. Good. Away to the top of the steps and we'll pick you up there. Or I'll give you directions on how to reach us if I want you to join us. Yes, mate. Hello, Lamp. Pete Rogers calling. Hello, Frank. Barney, dear. We're now approaching the position you gave us and should be overhead in a few minutes from now. Right, Frank boy. Now, the place we call the city is right smack in the middle of the canal. If you're on the right course, you can't miss us. Right. Have a good look round, Frank. You might see something that we can't. Uh, we'll do our best, Lemmy, but we'll be travelling pretty fast. We'll take some photographs, too. Right, boy. Where are you now? In the land trucks? No, Frank. I'm standing guard at top of a long flight of steps that leads up to the lowest terrace of this place. I'll look out for you when we pass overhead. And I'll remember to smile when you take the picture. Okay, Lemmy. See you later. Yes, mate. And the best of luck. Hello, Jet. Yes, Lemmy? That was Frank. I heard him. Where are you now? On the opposite side from you. Halfway round, in fact. Any sign of any more stairs or anything yet? No, Lemmy. We'll call you the moment we see anything. Then don't leave it too long, Jet Boy. I'll get lonely standing here with nothing but a flight of steps and thousands of sticks of rhubarb for company. And there's another thing. Oh, wait a minute. That was Frank going over. And what a racket he kicked up and all. Well, let's hope he got some good pictures. Hey, what's that? That noise. It's, it's back again. The same noise that the... Hello, Jet. Hello. Hello, Lemmy, what's wrong? Jet, it's here. That, 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 that... Lemmy, do you hear me? Oh, what wouldn't I give to have 40 winks right now? Huh. I'm so tired. Lemmy, answer me. Lemmy! Oh, shut up. How can a fella sleep with you making all that noise? Lemmy, you must not go to sleep, do you hear? Of course he can't sleep. There, you see. Hey, hey. Who was that? Who was who? Said I could go to sleep. I didn't hear anybody. Lemmy, pull yourself together. He's too tired. Lie down, Lemmy. You'll feel much better. Yes, mate. That's just what I will do. I want to lie down. Hello. Hello, Lemmy. 
fall asleep, Doctor. He doesn't know. We've got to get back to him, Jeff. Which way? It doesn't matter, Mitch. It's the same distance round, whichever way we go. Then we'll keep going in the same direction. Come on. And keep calling him. He might still be awake. Hello, Lemmy. Hello. Hello, Lemmy. Hello, Lemmy. But I feel so tired. And you just said I could lie down. Of course you can. But you can lie down in your own comfortable bed. Hey. Jeff, didn't I hear Lemmy then? Oh, I did too, Tom. Hello, Lemmy. Hello. Where is this bed? That's him again. There's something about a bed. Walk along the terrace, along the inner wall. No, not that way, the other way. Lemmy. Along here. Lemmy, what's the matter with you? That's right. Oh, I'm so tired. And it seems to be getting so cold. You'll feel warmer soon. Now he says he feels cold. This is that business out on the ice all over again. Oh, I don't think there's much point in our constantly calling him. The best thing we can do is to get back where we left him and quick. All right, Doc. It sounded as though he was talking to somebody. So all I think. Now, let's hurry. It'll take at least ten minutes to get back. That's far enough, Lemmy. Now, go down those steps. Where do they lead to? A place you know well. I don't know any place on this planet. Look, all I want is to get warm and to get some sleep. Then go down the steps. All right. And it's only because I'm tired... I wouldn't do a thing like this normally. On this planet, none of us is normal. What do you mean by that? All right. All right, I'm going. What are you doing to me? I'm going, I'll tell you. I'm going to... What's happening? Lemmy! Lemmy! Lemmy, where are you? There, Lemmy. Feel better now? Where am I? You still feel tired? No. No, I don't. I feel wide awake, and I feel much warmer. In fact, I feel better all round. But where am I? Where did all them people come from? Walk around a bit. Go on. But I cannot. I'd never get through that mob. Yes, you will, Lemmy. Go on. They'll make a way for you. Head straight up the street. Turn left to the next corner. There's a shop where you can get lox and soup and bagels and schmaltz. Bernstein's. I thought you didn't know this place. Of course I know it. I was brought up here. This is the Sunday morning market. And further down is Sam's, where you can get the finest pickled herrings in London. Straight out of the barrel. Oh, it seems years since I've tasted a nice pickled herring. Just keep walking, Levy. They'll make way for you. They don't even seem to notice me. Why should they? There's one in a big crowd. Did you expect them to put the flags out? Oh, there's no need to be sulky. Hey, look. Well, I'll be... Yeah, over there by the cosmetic stall. Somebody you know. Noah, I'll say I do. Hey, Becky! Becky! Becky, it, 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 it's, it's me, Lemmy. Becky! It... Oh, pardon me, I thought you were somebody else. I... Well, there's no need to be like that about it. I mean, anybody can make a mistake. Not the person you thought. Did you see that? Well, she acted, I might as well not have been there. She completely ignored me. Yes. Come to think of it, everybody seems to ignore me. That's right. Well, what do you mean, that's right? What sort of a welcome home is this? Me. Just back from the other side of the sun. 
But for all this lot, Kara, I might have just got back from the pictures. Have you forgotten the soup? You were on your way to Bernstein's or to Sam's for a heading. I'll settle for the soup and bagels. Lemmy! Lemmy, where are you? Hey? Who's that? Somebody's calling my name. The Lockshin, Lemmy, the best in town. Never mind the Lockshin. I distinctly heard somebody call my name and it wasn't any of the crowd here because for all the notice they take of me, I might as well be invisible. I... Invisible? Is that why that girl ignored me? Looked straight through me as though I wasn't here at all. Here. There's something fishy going on around here. Sam stocks the best fish in the market. His headings can't be beaten. And who are you? Just one of the crowd. Then why Lemmy? don't you show yourself? already looked at me twice. Hey, where? Which one? Which one is you? Hey, wait a minute. There's that noise. What's happening? Everything's getting blurred again. What are you doing? No! 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 more like it. The most comfortable bed I ever slept in. Even if it is a bit creaky. There's no place like home. No? Eh? What do you mean home? Isn't this your home? Yeah, it is too. It's my room. My own room. And there are my autographed pictures on the wall. Neville Duke, Charlie Chaplin and my Uncle Solly on the stage with best wishes. Which day is it? Sunday. I always go over the lane on Sundays. Here, what's the time? Must be getting late. Sun is high in the sky. Oh, blimey, and I promised Mr. Bernstein I'd give him a hand in his delicatessen at nine o'clock. Why didn't somebody wake me? Hey, Mama! Wakey, wakey! Yeah. Listen, it must be a quarter past one. That's the Billy Cotton Banjo starting up on Mr. Bamberg's radio. It's always the same on Sundays. You, you can't hear yourself speak down here for the noise going on up there. I can't even turn that thing down. Hey, Mama! She's out, Lenny. Hey? Gone out looking for a bargain for you in Great Source, the tailor. Oh, not that suit in the window, the one with it with the pinstripes. She was saying it was a wonderful piece of material. At a wonderful price, and all I've told her before. Great suit charges too much. I'll have to go down there and stop her wasting her money. Hadn't you better dress first? Hey? But what's this I got on there? Then my birthday suit? Take off your helmet. How can you talk to her, or to Sam, or Sully, or anyone else? Well, I'm talking to you, and I? Even though I can't see you. And you can see everybody else, but not talk to them, nor they to you, unless... Unless what? Take off your helmet. But I can't take it off. The atmosphere down here on Earth contains too much oxygen. One whiff of it would kill me. The people in the marketplace seem lively enough. Well, of course they are. They're used to it. You can get used to it. Just lift your helmet for a second. Try it. No. Orders are that helmets are to remain fixed at all times, except when within the pressurized cabins. Orders are that you remove your helmets, and orders must be obeyed without question at all times. What was that? Yeah. Who do you think you're giving orders to? And who gave you permission to come in here, in my room, and give orders to anybody? Take off your helmet. I won't take it off. Take it off when I tell you. My life did you ever see such a boy talking back to his mama yet. But I don't want to take it off, mama. This room isn't pressurized. Pressurized, pressurized. I'll pressurize you if you don't do as you're told. Your papa's waiting down at Gretel's for you to try that suit on. Now, now do me a favor. Are you coming, or do I go and get him? What is going on in here? 
Disturbing the upstairs tenants, Mama. Mr. Van Berg can't hear his radio. With a radio like he's got, who would want to hear it? But it's a good radio, Ma. It's so good he couldn't even get it wholesale. Then more fool him for buying it. Now, do you take that helmet off and come on down to Great Souls, or do I take it off for you? No, Mama, I, I can't come yet. I've had no breakfast. And you think to eat it with, with a fishbowl over your head? No, don't. No, Mama, if you take it over, I'll suffocate. A Martian can't breathe the Earth's atmosphere. Let go. Take your hand away. No, 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 no. Don't take it off. You don't know what you're doing. What are you trying to do, murder the boy? You get back upstairs and mind your own business. Don't let her take it off, Mr. Van Berg. She doesn't know what she's doing. Take your hand away, do you hear? Let me be a good boy and do what your Mama asks. No, I can't. You don't understand. Oh, she's undone the hook. Mama... Please! I always said a space suit was not a good thing for a boy. Such ideas it gives them. You should have bought him a good book. Well, don't stand there. Help me get it off. Yes, Mrs. Barnett. I'll hold his arms and you unfix the head. Let go of me. Please, Mama, let go! Now, Lemmy, there's no way to talk to him. There, he's coming. I'll hold him a little longer. No, no, no. I shall die. I shall die. through that forest are those the caravans made. Then he must still be up here somewhere. Or up even higher, on the next terrace. How could he get up there? Well, there was a way up this far from the ground level. I think we can reasonably expect a way up even higher. We searched two sides of this terrace thoroughly. There was no sign of stairs or an opening of any kind. Then we'd better search the other two, hadn't we? Just came around those two men. Almost at the run. If there had been an opening along those two walls, we'd easily have missed it. And what if Lemmy has wandered round in the other direction? If he keeps going, we should meet him halfway, on the opposite corner to this. But we'll split up, Doc. Then if he's anywhere on this terrace, we're bound to meet him. Okay. Mitch, you go that way. Maybe you'll overtake him at the next corner. All right. Doc and I will retrace our steps and search along the way we came. If you find him, he give us a call. If we find anything, we'll call you. That's all right. I'm off. Uh, keep talking so I won't get too lonely. All right. And good luck, Mitch. Uh, go on, Doc. And keep your eyes open. Now halfway along the terrace, but no sign of him yet. Now, how about you? No, Mitch. Just the long, blank wall in the forest down below. Oh, wait a minute, Jeff. Look at this. The doc found something? I'll say I have, Mitch. A narrow staircase cut into the base of the next terrace. Do you think Lemmy went up there? Possibly. We'll go up and see. Now, you carry on, Mitch. Go right round the perimeter if you have to. Uh, Jet, this staircase is so narrow, it's almost a squeeze to get up it. Keep going, Doc. Up here is about the only place he could be. Uh, almost up now. There, that's it. Well, how does it look? No different from down below. Not in this direction, anyway. And in the up. Good heavens, Doc! Look, along there, almost at the corner. What? It's Lemmy! Yes. And who's that bending over him? What's he doing? He looks as though he's trying to remove Lemmy's helmet. What's he trying to do? Kill him? Whoever he is, he's wearing a crew suit. There, he's seen us. He's getting up. Doc, do you see who it is? It's McLean. Pilot of number two. But how can he be alive? How does he breathe? What do you mean? Don't you see, Doc? He's not wearing a helmet. In episode 13 of Journey into Space, you heard Andrew Foles as Jet Morgan, David Kossoff as Lemmy, 
Guy Kingsley Pointer as Doc, Bruce Beebe as Mitch, and with David Jacobs and Miriam Carlin. The orchestra was conducted by Van Phillips, who also composed the music.